0: Listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a show all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant based veganism for a mind body spirit approach to living healthily and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome back to another episode, my lovely friends. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. I am currently sitting on my screened in back porch recording this intro and outro, which makes me so joyful just being outside. It is 66 degrees, which is not that warm, but it's warm enough that I can be comfortable out here because let's be real. I am a wimp when it comes to colder temperatures, but 66 is doable for me and it just invigorates my soul. I'm already counting down the days for spring I've been counting down those for a while, counting down the days for summer, and I cannot wait for true warm weather to set in. We are going down to Florida in a few weeks, and I just want to bask in the sunshine. I'm super stoked. But enough of that. Let's get on to this episode. I am very excited to share this one. My guest today is Brandon Gilbert. And Brandon is the creator of Hyperion Herbs, which he founded in 2010 after seeing profound effects of tonic herbs on his own life. And he wanted to share these purely potent tonic herbs with the masses and make them accessible and easy for everybody like never before. But before all that, he created a youtube channel he had opened up an elixir bar in 2006 so he's kind of like a serial entrepreneur but he also is a person who is ahead of the curve always especially when it comes to health and wellness for better or for worse (laughs) because sometimes you can be a little too early to market and nobody knows what the heck you're selling or what this is for and but i think it's a perfect time now because herbs and tonics and mushrooms are on a lot of people's radars and I think you're going to love this episode learning all about his story. We also chat about Eastern philosophy and him discovering Chinese philosophy. We get into Tai Chi, tonic herbs, reishi mushrooms, adaptogens, immune system, how one is supposed to consume mushroom extract. We also discussed modern culture, its pros and cons, how we can find perspective, and getting sucked into negativity, as well as fight or flight and releasing pressure from our nervous system. It is a very fascinating episode. We cover a lot of interesting topics. So, without further ado, here is my chat with Brandon Gilbert. hey Brandon welcome to the show
1: hey thanks so much for having me on
0: yeah I'm super super stoked to talk about herbs and mushrooms and all those things that are um some of my favorite topics so
1: yeah same here (laughs)
0: obviously so (laughs) it's nice to have
1: waffling on about these things for I don't know 15 20 years at this point so that's
0: incredible (laughs) <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> well, before we get into all of the uh the details on that, sure. I would love to hear what I call my guest origin stories. So, Right. How the heck did you get into herbs and mushrooms and all the things?
1: Yeah, I mean, I often ask myself the same question. <laughs> <laughs> how did I get how did I get here, especially <laughs> yeah. if I so if I look at, you know, where I was born and raised, which was a small town in, in Indiana with probably, I don't know, 20,000 people, um, absolutely no no one in my family, no one in my immediate surroundings and probably no one in my city really had any of the same interests that I did. So I was just lucky enough to have the Internet from a really young age. And, um, you know, so growing up in that small town, I didn't really ever resonate or connect with. Kind of what was around me i remember when i was young it was like one of the one of the more impactful experiences i can remember it was like dominoes i think i was in maybe like second grade where it was like santa claus isn't real the easter pony he isn't real uh and it was like all those things right and then i found out i was adopted like my mom, my mom just like casually told me on the way home from school. So I was like, Oh, shit, there's another domino that's (laughs) fallen.
0: (laughs) That's a lot. All in second grade, you poor thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was it was it was wild. And you know, I was like, my parents, you know, they go to church every week. And I had to go to church every week until I was like 14. And like, at the time, I, I really hated it. I didn't enjoy it whatsoever. Now looking back, you know, I can see value of it for people and kind of have a different kind of respect and understanding for it as i've gotten older but you know just being a kid but that was also one of the dominoes that fell for me around that time so i just kind of was in this place to where like everything i thought was true isn't uh obviously like santa claus like whatever you get over it but in terms of like your family and your overall belief system and these other things it just kind of all collapsed um and kind of just planted a a deep like i don't know or mistrust and kind of a bit of anger within me um, at a pretty young age. And that just kind of snowballed, you know, over time. But the other part of my personality is just, I kind of just follow my interest or my passion for better or worse, Um, just kind of Most of my major life decisions, most of the major things that have happened in my life are more so due to serendipity or a random chance than any kind of like plan. (laughs) Whether it's starting a a business or um, moving to a different part of the country or quitting a job. Like so many different things in my life. I've just got like, okay, I'm I'm doing this now. Um, So when I was maybe... 14 or so, I got exposed to like Chinese philosophy and like Taoism and Buddhism and that kind of stuff. And I didn't really understand it at all. And I had no concept really for the context or anything of what it meant. But I just something in in my gut said like, Oh, this is cool. This, this, um, this is interesting. This feels more comfortable and more correct than anything else, like in my environment that I'm really exposed to. Um, -hmm. Cause also too, just as an aside, like I I have always loved learning and can be very obsessive and very dedicated for things that I'm interested in, but I also completely hated school. I can remember like my first day of school in kindergarten thinking to myself, I hate this. This is not for me. I <laughs> resonate I remember, with
0: that completely. <laughs> I yeah. Hated I mean,
1: it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I don't know. I understand like we need it. We kids need the structure and all these different things. But for me, it just didn't never really, never really jived. And I remember when I graduated high school, like as soon as the ceremony was over, I just turned around and walked out and left like there. I didn't I didn't even throw the hat. I didn't do anything. I was just like, OK, finally, this chapter is closed. And I remember like I remember for a part of my life, I used to have nightmares about being back in high school. And I was like, oh, I my still God. have them. What do you mean? Yeah. I
0: still have them. I have them all the time. <laughs> it's awful. It's you're terrible. like, wait, I, th-
1: I thought I was done with this.
0: Is that? That's what you think. You're like in the dream. Yeah. You're like, wait, I graduated. Why am I here again? Like I have them all the time.
1: Yeah. It's, that's not a fun one. Not, um, no. <laughs> so, I mean, and then I remember when I had the first day of my first job when I was probably like, I don't know, 12 or 13, I remember also thinking like, yeah, this sucks. This really is not for me. <laughs> no. Granted, you know, I was doing like manual labor, during the summer uh, in the neighborhood that I lived in, it was like doing landscaping, whatever random stuff. So having to wake up at like 6 AM in your summertime and go work in the middle of summer in Indiana, when it's 90 degrees with 90% humidity is not ideal. So I just mentioned all these kind of random things. Cause I can look back and those are kind of pivotal, pivotal moments to where it didn't necessarily show me what I wanted to do, but definitely showed me what I didn't want to do, which sometimes is just as important. And um you know, over the years, because, um, you know, I've, I've, I've had my YouTube channel and then I've done so many videos and coaching and working with people. And what I've found for myself and a lot of people is it's actually a lot easier to be negative. Like if you if you like write, if you say like write down your dream life, all the things you want, all these positive things, it's like uh, that's a bit challenging. That might take some work and some effort. But if you're like, OK, well, write down all the things you don't like and you don't want and you're upset about. That's like that's always like oh cool I can do this this is easy, but then that but then that can be useful because you can usually from that flip to find out what you do like like if I don't like this kind of thing, well the opposite, well I like that or so it can it can be useful obviously if you just don't get stuck in the negativity, um, so yeah getting back so I was like fourteen you know got interested in Taoism and Buddhism and that really you know, really resonated a lot. And then once I graduated um, high school, so it was probably 2003, I started getting interested in like changing my diet, eating organic, um, doing yoga, doing meditation, all these kinds of things. And um, just because my whole life, I'd, I'd always been like 140 pounds, like super athletic, super active. And then I just quit everything at once. I just like quit all sports and then started lifting a bunch of weights. So I just... Went from like 180 to or 140 to like 180, which was like a massive, like it was not great. But, you know, it was just I I just transferred over my discipline and my focus over to lifting weights. And it just got huge really quick, which was like pretty not good for my health, let's say. <laughs> um, So that but that led me to like, OK, well, let me try to eat organic. Let me eat more kind of like plant based. Let me do yoga. Let me meditate. Let me try to do these things. And just doing those simple things, I lost all that weight like very quickly. Um, And like a lot of stuff in my body kind of really improved. And I started to be able to start letting go of some of the anger and some of the negative stuff that I've been carrying with me from early on. Um, And then somehow through that journey, I discovered uh, tonic herbs and Chinese medicine and all of those kinds of things. And that was probably like 2004 or five when I first heard about reishi mushroom and different, you know, tonic herbs like that. And when I heard that, it was another one of those things where it was like, oh, yeah, this is for me. Like, I got to I don't really understand this. I don't really know what it's about, but I need to find out. So I just kind of dove and went all in um, to to the depth that I could get to. And that was also pretty life changing and pretty helpful. And reishi really, I think, changed the course of my life to a pretty strong degree. And those early days really kind of like laid the foundation and set the tone for Even what I'm doing today, and then also like how I create my products, how I've you know built a business, and how I also even started the business like way back in 2009. Um, So it's just kind of humble beginnings because it's like I'm going to college, working full time at a you know 2004 five that range. I'm working full time and going to school full time, um, living in my parents in uh, New Albany, Indiana, (laughs) like cooking up all these like crazy herbal teas in my mom's kitchen and like completely annoying her and making her I was gonna say like,
0: how did your parents feel about that they're like what in the world is he doing like yeah, what I is no that idea? smell <laughs> <laughs> it's very <laughs> pungent <laughs> yeah
1: exactly and then of course you know my mom is the, the kitchen's like her, her domain so it's like I'm making a mess and like the herbs are all these like strong pigments so it's like staining stuff and it's just so I mean it was it was it was wild but um you know they were I guess, understanding in their own way, even though they have no frame of reference for any of that stuff. Um, but that was kind of like humble beginnings. And then uh, 2006, I started my first business in Louisville, Kentucky, which was like also on a complete whim. Didn't know anything about business. Never had the idea of having a business, but it was like, okay, yeah, let's just start a business. <laughs> well, you were uh, like
0: so excited, I guess, about you know all that you had learned. So you're like, I need to figure out how... I can serve this to people, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And i had, I had worked in coffee shops. I was like a barista, and then I worked at a uh, this this store called Wild Oats, which ended up getting bought out by Whole Foods, and they all closed, whatever. But mm-hmm. I worked there, and I worked at the juice bar, and um, I had like kind of a following there because there was technically like a menu, but I I just like made people really good stuff because cool. you know I just kind of had a creative a creative streak that came out of me so i could make juices and different things that tasted really good and were pretty like potent and effective for people so people will just come and be like yeah make me whatever and then i would just go whip something up of course like my boss and the manager would be super pissed cuz i like just i had no concept of rules i was just kind of like yeah i'm going to do whatever i want <laughs> like cuz cuz like the customers are happy and they're coming back so i thought well that's the point exactly
0: um, they shouldn't be mad like <laughs>
1: but they did get mad because if i wasn't there people would leave. They would come and be like, "Oh, he's not here." Okay. Oh <laughs> my god. they leave. Well, um, then
0: you needed to like teach them your ways, you know? It's like, "Okay, well then I can teach y'all so then when I'm not here, you know."
1: Yeah, well that that actually led me leads to my next point, which is I gave I think one of my first kind of public talks. Um I I did a, a kind of a class there on juicing, and I think oh that was the biggest turnout of any kind of public event they'd ever had there like the dining room area was packed i think there was probably like 60 people there or something they were just like what the hell like (laughs) because they're doing regular classes all the time they get like three people five people maybe maybe 10 but it was just like packed and um so once i did that i was like oh that was fun it was entertaining and it was fairly successful like people enjoyed it and so I kind of like carried all of that forward to my business concept which is uh, an elixir bar which is basically a juice bar with no juice (laughs) like like because in louisville kentucky in 2006 the idea of drinking carrot juice was like revolutionary so then so then i'm like oh yeah we don't have any of that (laughs) we just have reishi and reishi cordyceps chaga you know lion's mane and and people were like oil. what the heck
0: is that like absolutely like,
1: uh-huh. people were just completely like genuinely upset like genuinely people would go and complain because basically like we rented uh the health food store had a juice bar but it didn't really do very well because it's in louisville kentucky uh so they just basically were like yeah you can do whatever you want like we're gonna take a percentage of your sales and like you can have the space and just go for it like you're a separate entity, but you're inside of our, you know. So people would go to the store and like complain. They're like, look, they're different. They're just their own business. Like we can't do anything. People were so upset. Um, it was it was hilarious, but also just like I look back at the how naive I was and it's I know kind of the admirable. time
0: period. I mean now it would probably succeed, I would think, you know. It's like
1: Yeah, it definitely would have a better chance, but like two thousand <laughs> and six no no chance at all but so but that that's kind of what led me to want to take things online because i was just kind of tired of talking to people that didn't really care about what i was saying or didn't necessarily really want to hear it or just always having to have the most beginner basic conversation like you know these are people that just like need to drink more water so if you start talking about like tonic herbs they're like uh i can't do that
0: or just stop eating processed junk like or reduce yeah like just basic things yeah like yeah maybe
1: don't eat kfc every day like that would, just, that would improve know.
0: a lot like it would improve yeah. your life like a lot
1: <laughs> could be like one of the most transformative things you ever did yeah yeah just stop
0: um, by ordering dominoes every night you know
1: <laughs> exactly so i mean that that's kind of like some of my humble origins which led me to where i am now and watch my youtube channel in 2009 um, yeah, yeah, I was
0: looking at that. You have a ton of videos. Holy, holy guacamole. Like,
1: yeah, like probably over 700 at, at this point. And that's that's even with deleting a few hundred and taking a few years off, like here and there. It, and that's not even like, because I also had, a, I used to have Hyperion Academy, which was like a private membership site where I taught classes and did that. That was, I did that from probably 2012 to 2000. 16 maybe um and then i kind of closed it because it was just i don't know i think it was also a little bit ahead of its time because whereas now like private so many people are doing
0: those yeah exactly
1: but in like 2012 it was still a bit niche um yeah but so i mean
0: you're ahead of your time all the time it sounds sounds like you know i
1: mean to be kind of to be honest like it's for whatever for better or worse like a lot of parts of my life are kind of like that Um, whereas what I'm into now, I I really wonder, I'm like, are people ever going to get on this, (laughs) but like, but like, I hope so, but I just, cause I just kind of like, yeah, well, it's just like, what I mean is I'm like, like really, really deep into, you know, internal arts and internal training, which is like a tremendous hassle and a tremendous pain in the ass to like be skilled at it. But then to get the benefits, you have to be skilled at it. So it kind of goes together. So I'm just kinda of like, are people gonna go there? <laughs> like I hope that would be cool because it would be genuinely amazing for Yeah. So explain to like explain
0: sure. to the listeners what you even mean by that, because there could be a lot of people that don't understand. Oh, them. right. Yeah. So
1: basically just training things like Tai Chi and Nagong to pretty much the highest level that I can possibly do after, you know. 10 or 15 years of trying to find the most skilled people, the most skilled teachers that actually have the real skill in those arts. Um, And then me putting in anywhere from two and a half to like five hours a day, pretty much every day for the last like seven years. Um, So, I mean, yeah, exactly. So it's like, But it's kind of classically what's required to really get a skill. And it also, like, that just works for my mindset. I'm okay to just, like, oh, I got to do this for three hours? Okay, that's simple. But, like, navigating, like, going to the post office, I find that difficult. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs)
0: You're like, oh, gosh, it's time. I have to go. (laughs) I have to go mail all this stuff. What am I going (laughs) to (laughs) do? I hate everybody hates the post office. I mean, you know, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Terrible place.
1: That's true. I just, it's just like, I I really have to like readjust my mindset sometimes when I come out of it because I'll be in this mode of like hyper efficiency and refinement, which works in a certain context, but like when you go out in the world, that's not how the world functions. Mm. (laughs) It's kind of the opposite.
0: Chaotic.
1: I mean. uh, Yeah. So, I mean, that just caused a a lot of problems for a number of years and took me some time to kind of, like, readjust um, and kind of chill out. But it's probably the most transformative, beneficial thing that I've done for my health ever. Like, no comparison at all. Like, everything else, like, kind of sort of helped and kind of sort of had a piece and kind of sort of, like, pushed in a certain direction. But I feel like it all just kind of led to me getting to this place and then trying to go into those skill levels and then the better i got at the at like the internal aspects of tai chi for example basically the less of everything else that i need i used to have to get body work all the time i don't have to do that anymore i don't really yeah. need medical intervention i don't really have to take herbs and supplements uh i can sleep way less i eat way less my digestion is better like everything just get got way better which is from someone who was, like, chronically kind of ill for <laughs> a huge chunk of my life, it's just mm-hmm. incredible. Like, just the amount of money that I spent over the years. Like, being sick is very expensive. Like, being, yeah. like, is, I mean, if people think being healthy is expensive, like, try being ill. I it's it's. I know. I know. It's, I mean, it's way, yeah.
0: Way more traumatic. I mean, you know, when I think yeah. about people, you're like oh that's really expensive to eat x y and z and it's like well you know what's really expensive open heart surgery and that is very traumatic yeah. and then you have yeah. all that time that you're going to be out and dealing with that and you, you know i mean for sure it's
1: and for experiences like that you i don't think you ever come back to 100 no. your general quality of life goes down yeah for sure for sure um, because I mean, at least in terms of technology and rehab and all these things, like our medical system doesn't really understand the body that deeply to be able to, because it, it, it is technically possible to get people back to 100%. Like, for example, one, one of the guys that I've, I've learned a lot of internal stuff from, I mean, this guy has recovered and overcome things that shouldn't, tep- shouldn't technically be humanly possible, like breaking his back, cracking his pelvis, ripping his psoas. Um, being somewhat paralyzed for weeks and then rehabbing his back completely. Like being on death's door from hepatitis, basically the doctor being like, this is the same
0: guy. This is insane.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And if anyone's curious, this guy's name is Bruce Francis. He's like, he's a character. He has a lot of videos online and uh, his personality rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Cause he's kind of like no BS guy from like Manhattan. Um, But he's also teaching internal arts and like spirituality, which people usually expect like a certain type of personality for those arts, but he's the opposite. Like he's really boisterous and really like likes to talk about himself because he's had a crazy life. Um, But I mean, in terms of what people can access, you know, he's pretty skilled and his stuff is, is pretty amazing. Um, But yeah, I mean, Basically, that, that, so that story with the hepatitis, he basically, every, everyone else in that room died. And the doctor was like, you know, you got two days, like here's some paper and a pen, like if you need to write a note, like that's it. So he basically just got up and like did, did Tai Chi for a period of time to basically, because he could feel his channels wow. closing. He could feel the death process basically initiating. Because um, it, it is actually a, a tangible thing, which I have another caveat we can come back to um, after this one. But basically he got up and like tried to open his channels back up and get things moving through his liver again. And it was like obviously excruciating and he was sweating profusely, but he just did it and then just basically passed out for a couple of days, woke up and he was fine. Um, Not perfectly fine. He still had a bit of a hangover to like reboot his liver, but he was able to do it. Because on one hand, like that sounds crazy. But on the other hand, there's kind of a simple mechanical explanation to where basically when the liver gets really sick in that way, like the tissues constrict and the range of motion for that organ becomes restricted, which we don't necessarily always think about organs having a range of motion. We just think like, oh, my shoulder can move this way. But like really our organs, like if your organ doesn't move, the whole rest of your body will freeze. Like it's, it's, it's quite, it's quite crazy. Like I've experienced it firsthand where tissues around my organs release and my flexibility like doubles or triples like instantly um, which if that sounds crazy just like do some fasting and do a colonic and then you'll you're, I guarantee your flexibility will be like massively increased and that's just because your intestines are more relaxed um, so anyways the basic mechanical thing is like if you can open up the aspects of the spine that innervate the liver so you're starting to get more nerve flow through that area so then you get more fluid flow. Then you get more blood. And then basically that area that was kind of like, if you think it's kind of like dry and kind of like brittle, starts to become more hydrated and more fluid and more supple. And then over time that upgrades the functioning of the liver. Like it is kind of that mechanical. Obviously to be able to do that consciously and at will takes some <laughs> take some skill and some practice, but there's more, more or less the mechanics. But I think to me that's like, that's that's a skill I want and I want to be able to do and I I can do to a small degree not you know super advanced at this point but definitely to some degree so that actually brings me back to um another funny story that I can share about another really uh pretty skilled Chinese medicine practitioner and well, what made me think about it was uh I was talking about death and how it's kind of like a predictable process um well that's kind of a funny thing to say but <laughs> what, what I are what, what discernible or what I mean is, so my friend or uh, this practitioner, he had this client that came in and the clients uh, was like, yeah, you know, the doctors gave me three months at best. Like they, I think it was some kind of cancer. And he was like, yeah, I'm the highest stage. Like doctors said, like, there's nothing more they can do. Like case closed. I got maybe three months and that's it. So the guy like checked his pulse and was like, no, it's going to go into remission in about four or five months and you're going to be fine. Because within Chinese medicine, there's a certain pulse that you can take that indicates whether someone is in the process of dying or not. Because there's there's certain I mean, it's not like on the neck. I can't remember exactly where I just like, what is my pulse yeah. like? <laughs> but there's a, there's a certain point where they can take a pulse because it's talking about the relationship between the liver and the lungs. And basically, once those separate, it's like, OK, you're dying um so he told the guy that like no, no no you're gonna be fine you're gonna go into remission the guy was like nah like he was like i don't believe you like which is weird so he goes and sees them and he respects them but he also doesn't listen to them so the guy's like okay fine <laughs> so then fast fast forward like a year later the guy comes back you know obviously still alive he was like yeah it's the craziest thing like everything it went into remission and i feel so much better and he was like yeah i told you he was like yeah the problem is i just have like few hundred thousand dollars in debt now <laughs> i thought i was gonna die so i just went and traveled the world and lived my life and fulfilled all my dreams but now i got all this
0: now i gotta pay off all these bills oh my gosh Yeah, crazy
1: yeah so it's like so i, I was lucky enough to be exposed to people like this um fairly early on and i didn't understand it it was completely otherworldly and foreign and exotic to me but i was like another one of these examples of like oh that makes sense. I need this. I need to understand this. I need to have this in my life. So that uh, kind of let that pull me and kind of inform my, my decisions and, you know, yeah, it's pretty cool. I
0: mean, was that in, were you in, so when it, when it originally started and you were 14, yeah. that was just like, you were on, you know, AOL or something <laughs> like looking up stuff or what, I mean, how did you get exposed to somebody who was.
1: So basically when I was 14, um i was like chatting with kids from all over the country which at that time people thought was crazy like oh my god you're talking to people on the internet you don't know you never met i'm like oh, yeah, i did that all the cool. time what
0: do you mean <laughs> yeah exactly
1: like, we we this is normal now in a chat Listen. room
0: it was fun okay <laughs>
1: exactly it was pretty amazing um because i'm like small town indiana you know it's like and i'm talking i from a small kids.
0: town so i understand <laughs>
1: yeah i mean you know like this, this kind of the slow well especially back in like the 80s 90s it's like it was just a such a slower pace compared nice. to like talking to. yeah exactly i mean now mm-hmm. it's like wow great but you know when you're a kid you're excited you want to like and then you're talking to kids that live in like big cities and they're talking about all this stuff you're like whoa that's a completely different life than my country suburban small town um so, So basically how I found out about it was some guy had like a Bruce Lee quote in his profile. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I like saw that. And then so I bought a Bruce Lee book and then realized like, oh, wait, he's just quoting Confucianism, Taoism, or Buddhism. What are those? And then I realized like, oh, wait, he's just pulling for these things. And then it was just kind of a process of following it backwards. And that's kind of also one thing, kind of a defining characteristic of I think just my personality is whatever I like or whatever I'm into, I always try to, I want to follow it all the way back, like as far back as I can so I can understand like the whole context of how we got from A to B. And from what I've seen, not a lot of people do that. um, Which I think, because a lot of, a lot of my YouTube videos in the last few years are have a lot of critiques, let's say of like a lot of modern ideas and spiritual stuff. And the reason why they're critiques is like, well, a lot of these ideas I took all the way back and I can see how they developed and how they've, you know, gotten how the process has unfolded and see see where the errors are, or see where the missteps are, different things of that nature. Um, so that was that was like kind of one of the first experiences was like, oh, OK, I heard about this quote. That's cool. Where does it come from? And then just follow it all the way back and then eventually kept following it. And then when I was, you know then i'm like starting to meet people that are actually living i don't know living not examples or living products of these systems and then meet them and then be like well how did they get for me to be and then take that further and then just keep following it back trying to find the most high level skilled you know whatever label you want to put on it um so it's just kind of always my personality, my focus for better or worse. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think Uh, that's
0: an amazing way to be. I think that nowadays more people, uh, a lot of people are just, you know, they want things instantaneous. They don't want to put in the time, you know, but with anything in life, if you want to not, even if you're not trying to be the best, you're just trying to get better at something, you know, you have to put in the time and the effort and, you know, I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's we we live in an age of oversaturation of information. I think because mm-hmm. for a while it was like there's no resources, there's no alternatives, there's no solutions. Now it's like here's all of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, too over, it's very overwhelming. <laughs> it can be yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So I think discernment and being able to sort through and process mm-hmm. um, is is a skill that I think. Is going to be more and more useful, especially as, as things, as things go on and develop.
0: Mm-hmm. And just being able to, um, you know, to sort through all the information and be able to critically think about it, which I think is something that's kind of getting lost, um, <laughs> over the years. I don't know. I don't know what, what's going to happen with that, but, um, <laughs> That
1: is a, uh, that is a true statement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, I would love to chat about tonic herbs, um, absolutely, and just you know any types of uh, you know I think you you mentioned having uh you know a massive transformation from taking reishi and and you know learning all about you know mushrooms and mm-hmm. the different um, amazing things that have been used for thousands of years that are kind of are newer obviously over here and tell us a little bit about, um, about that discovery and, and some of your favorite, well, I mean, obviously reishi and, and I would love to hear about reishi in general, like all of the, uh, properties of, uh, benefits and whatnot.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, I think at least to me, one of the coolest aspects of, um, many of the tonic herbs is their ability to be dual directional. If that makes Mm -hmm. sense? Like, So if you think about coffee as an example of an extreme, it's kind of a one trick pony. Like you're not going to drink coffee and be like, oh, I'm so relaxed, so (laughs) sleepy. I mean, it's the opposite. Yeah, I mean, actually, no, now that I say it, there are some people that do that. Like, I have friends that will just chug a cup of coffee before bed, and they're fine. I'm just like, okay.
0: Yeah, it's my, yeah my, my father-in-law was like that, but that's, yeah. I think that's a small percentage of people. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like,
1: <laughs> That's an outlier. Yeah, um,
0: it's like a gene, actually. I read it somewhere that yeah. it's like a gene, specific gene mutation or something. I don't know, that doesn't affect people the same way, so.
1: Yeah, that would make sense. Some people have that with alcohol, too, I think, where they can just, like, pound it. Um, Ugh. Yeah, exactly, yeah. it's not. That's not, not good. Not ideal. <laughs> yeah.
0: Even if you don't feel it, um pretty sure your body is.
1: <laughs> that actually reminds me though, um with like some of the internal stuff that I've learned, there are ways to basically drink alcohol and then immediately push it out of your system so it doesn't that. Um, yeah, so it doesn't affect you. And one of my teachers was telling me that he ha- he had to do it as a means of survival. Because when he was in China, like meeting different teachers, they would have these like massive banquets and basically socially you have to drink because they're like trying to test your character and just kind of see who you are as a person. And it's like shot after shot after shot after like of like high proof grain alcohol and just like the the nastiest stuff. So he was like he had to do this stuff just to survive because it was so much. And then um, another person I talked to did it and they said they were able to drink like two two full bottles of vodka by themselves and be fine be completely okay from just basically doing this technique to like willing
0: themselves whatever yeah (laughs) like
1: yeah well it's like they're literally pushing it through in and out of their liver but also pushing it uh, out of their skin Um, yeah it's so i mean well i mean the thing is like there's a lot of stuff that sounds crazy but ultimately once you start doing it it's, it's 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 almost like the same thing as moving your hand like moving your blood moving your organs articulating vertebra like moving the plates of your skull like all these subtle things that sound crazy but it's just a matter of getting your mind to be able to contact it and then be able to kind of like same thing with your hand like if you couldn't feel your hand you couldn't move it but because your awareness can contact it you can do things with it similar mechanisms um but anyway just some random caveats so So just use like, I don't know, coffee or alcohol, for example, because they're kind of just like one direction, right? Most herbs actually are like that as well. They're just kind of like one thing, whether you need it or not, they're going to give it to you, right? (laughs) Whereas like reishi and, and many of the tonic herbs, like they can kind of adapt to what you need. So every time you take it, it can be kind of a slightly different experience because it's just interfacing with what your body is, with the state your body is in in that moment which to me, it was like a a mind-blowing concept originally. And also things like reishi and many of the other mushrooms, like the the effect they can have on your immune system over time is incredible. Like, it's like kind of like, I look at like kind of like going to the gym. Like if you went to the gym every day for, I don't know, 15 years, like you're probably going to be in a pretty good position, hopefully. I mean, obviously you're training efficiently and like recovering, whatever. But it's like, taking some of these herbs regularly for a long period of time, it does the same thing for your immune system, calms down like autoimmune allergy kind of inflammation things, and then can bring up kind of deficient, weak parts of your immune system. Like, honestly, I haven't been sick. I think the last time I can really remember being sick was like 2007. Wow. I had the flu for like, I don't know. I think I had the flu for a couple of days and then I at a certain point I took an entire bottle of Reishi and then felt fine within like a few hours.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> I was like I don't recommend it, but I just oh, I, I, did it at that time. I took probably like I don't know. I don't know if I took the whole 90 capsules, but I I took a lot. Um but I felt and I felt completely better within a few hours. Um so I mean, I don't know if that's from the mushrooms or whatever, but it probably has a lot to do with it because yeah, I just I have not been sick in in that long. And and if I ever do like kind of start to feel something, mm. it's like it kind of just stays on the surface and but it never goes past that. It just kind of like hovers for a little bit and then goes away and that's kind of the end of it. So so I think, you know, it's probably a lot to do with the mushrooms and just taking them for so long.
0: I mean, is that um, it would reishi be your top pick for immune health?
1: Well, I think so the schema I use for the mushrooms is like I'll I'll share with you. It's it's kind of simple because each of the mushrooms has a, they share a similar foundation in that they support your immune system, but then each one kind of has its own unique personality. So like reishi supports your immune system for sure, but it also has this kind of anti stress, calming, kind of psychological stabilizing quality that no other mushroom really has. Mm. Something like cordyceps supports your immune system, but it's also has this whole athletic energy enhancement in terms of like increasing your blood oxygen levels, increasing ATP, and just kind of giving you more vitality. Mm -hmm. And then something like chaga, I think in terms of just pure immune function, I think chaga is probably one of the better ones because it's like it has the immune properties, but then it has like massive antioxidants on top of it. And it's not really it's not calming or energizing. It's pretty neutral. Like you can take it. You don't really feel different. You don't feel altered. So you you can take it anytime. So I think just for pure immune support, Chaga is definitely up there. Um, And then lion's mane is, is extremely unique because it has all these neurological benefits and benefits for cognition and, and mental function. So that's kind of the schema that I came up with where they all share the same foundation, but they each kind of have their own unique personality that uh is kind of like pretty fascinating and pretty cool i mean it's pretty interesting to me that you know a fungus (laughs) can do so much i mean
0: super incredible um and cordyceps i said i mean of all of them i think is like the weirdest i guess right is that the one that grows out of the dead little creature or whatever i forgot what it is
1: yeah yeah so the most common one is like cordyceps sinensis which typically comes from tibet and it grows on caterpillars that's
0: what it is yeah but
1: there's other types of cordyceps that can attack other types of insects but usually what's used for um herbs is the one that's on caterpillars but the stuff that's cultivated is obviously completely vegetarian and doesn't involve any (laughs) any caterpillars
0: caterpillars, really oh that's good to know because when i first learned about it i was like that poor caterpillar (laughs) you know yeah i
1: mean it hijacks their nervous system
0: oh poor little guy like
1: straight some straight zombie stuff
0: (laughs) wild oh yeah yeah, i I was i was disturbed by it so i'm happy to know lots of caterpillars aren't dying for our uh cordyceps obsession these days
1: (laughs) yeah exactly they figured out how to cultivate it so there's no there's no uh insects required
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh god i love that um so when you're trying to find where to store, you know, how do you, mm-hmm. how do you navigate that sourcing your, your, um your ingredients?
1: Well, I mean, I, cause I've been in the industry for so long, I've just built up relationships and kind of like worked my way through cause there's levels to it. And there's, it's like kind of a relationship game at a certain point. And then and also just kind of my similar mindset of wanting to find the best, wanting to work my way up. Um, so I just from, yeah, from building relationships starting in 2006, I guess all the way till now. And honestly, most of my products are the exact same as they were when I started. Like, <laughs> I haven't changed anything because, because they, they were, were already, pure
0: to start with. They were great to start. Yeah, with. they were already good. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I didn't really have to do anything. I don't have to like keep up with the trends because it's like I already dialed it in in 2009, 2010. So I just kind of keep keep doing that because it was already good. So.
0: So how do you recommend people um, consume these different uh, mushrooms? I mean, you, you do them as a tonic. Yeah. Like mixing it with water, like a tea kind of thing or.
1: Yeah. I mean, part of it, I guess, depends on the form that they're getting it in and particular company and how they're doing it. But at least for the stuff that my company offers, they're all, they're all concentrated powder extracts. So basically they're ready to go right out of the bag. So a lot of people add it to coffee or like smoothies or like whatever drinks people are doing um, or just mix it with hot water and you have like an instant tea. Um, or some clients that are really hardcore, they just eat it out of the bag.
0: <laughs> I don't know um, if I would do that. That is hardcore. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I can I can handle it. I, I enjoy the, the flavor, you know, because I've been doing it for so I would long. I was
0: going you say, you've built yeah. up a palate for it, you, you know, like... like for sure. Love it, I mean...
1: Yeah, I just I appreciate it for the novel experience that it is. I mean, but I you know I'm weird. Not a lot of people are. <laughs> I like that, but I think it's actually beneficial for your health to develop a palate for these different bitter things or earthy or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's just in talking about your gut biome and all those different things, I think it's really beneficial because. Like, to us, all these things are exotic, cool, crazy, new supplements. Whereas traditionally, in cultures, it's just part of their diet. Like, I remember I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in Shanghai in China. And we were video chatting. And uh, she just popped into some, like, neighborhood convenience store, like a 7-Eleven or something. And on the the whole back wall is like, all these Chinese herbs. And she was just, like we were like, we were playing a game. She would be like, do you know what this one is? And I'm like, yeah, it's this. Do you know what this one is? Yeah, it's this. Do you know what this one is? And they had like a huge bucket of reishi mushrooms and like, Matt, like all this stuff. And I'm just like, this is just a corner store, like it's like a 7 wow. But it's just, that's how kind of ingrained and part of the, the diet it is there for a lot of people. Because they're really interested in, and even like in Hong Kong, for example, they took it to a whole other level where you, there's restaurants that's just all these medicinal broths and medicinal soups. And there's like medicinal herbal tea stands, like on the side of the road where you can like, like if it's a hot day, you can get a tea to help like balance out your what? internal environments. Uh, like all these the
0: total opposite here, you know, yeah, like exactly. our seven 11 is filled with hot dogs and whatever. I mean, you can't find anything healthy. Maybe like a banana that's wrapped in plastic or something, <laughs> but you know, like, <laughs>
1: Yeah, our our society in many ways is not really designed for humans. I mean, it's designed for humans to make profit from, but I don't know that it's actually designed for humans to live,
0: thrive. Yeah, yeah. no, like,
1: not. yeah, it's it's amazing, and I can actually tell another funny story um, from uh, another. Another guy that I I didn't I didn't study with him personally, but he uh, his name's Leo Ming L I U M I N G. He's got some YouTube videos and some recordings online, but he basically had this uh, Taiwanese uh, teacher that he studied with, and it was like really skilled medical practitioner. And this guy basically lived on a mountain in Taiwan and had never left the mountain. The guy's like you know in his sixties or seventies, never left the mountain, just lived in this temple his whole life. So Leo, he's like really involved in the or he was, he's dead now, but he was really involved in like Chinese medicine here. He was actually on the board that developed the, or the original curriculum for acupuncture in Chinese medicine in America, like back in 60s or 70s, whenever that was. Wow. Um, so he's like pretty foundational in that, but he's really involved in like medical um, community and connected with Stanford, a bunch of people. So basically, long story short, he, he begged the teacher to fly to America to like come give a talk at some medical symposium, like some kind of integrative health thing at Stanford, which having like the world's most prestigious doctors and Nobel laureates and PhDs and all this stuff. Right. Um, so basically the, like the Taiwanese teacher comes, he lands, they're driving him to the the building, which I, I don't know if it was, I think it was a hospital. It was like a hospital slash, um, I guess some conference room where they were doing the event and basically like as soon as they pulled up to the hospital, he was like, uh, take me back to the airport. He was like, he was like, this, this place is not for humans. He was like, this is for ghosts.
0: Oh Um, wow! And he
1: straight up just, he did, he wouldn't even get out of the car. And they kept, they kept thinking like, Oh, he's just, he's just confused. He's never been off the mountain. He doesn't understand like that it's a building and it's a college and there's always world renowned people. And he was like, no, 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 I'm not getting out of the car. Like, this place isn't for humans. This isn't about health. I'm out of here. And then he eventually just went right back to the airport and left.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that's kind of a funny anecdote, but I think it illustrates a lot of what we're talking about and just kind of the, yeah, I, I think in many ways, I've made a lot of videos about it. Just our culture in many ways is quite morbid and quite... Um, I don't know, kind of like a death cult in some ways, if you want to get esoteric about it.
0: I mean, I do honestly, because I, my husband and I talk about it all the time because we're like, I mean, we end up kind of complaining a lot because of how messed up everything is. And when you step back and look at how our cult, the American culture or Western culture, just runs how just society runs yeah. like I mean, and just go having to go out in public and deal with people and you're just like what what the heck man like <laughs> how how am i supposed to deal with this for however many more years <laughs> like this is yeah just, it's yeah it's and i and and then when you step back and kind of look you know i mean i'm i love history so i i um appreciate that you like to look you know back and to the origins because that's how you can really see like what went wrong here. Like this is just yeah. and it's it's been a long time coming. It's not like, but I do think that it's it um I don't know the last few years it's just gotten exponentially worse, you know? Absolutely. And, um yeah, it's kind of miserable. I don't know. I'm just trying to trying to look at the bright I mean there's you know it's yeah. people like you and me and you know being able to connect to this the minority. I mean we're definitely right. the minority of people, but um realizing that you're not alone in your views is also helpful you know
1: yeah definitely it can it can seem lonely and isolating at times but at the same time like you know as as much bad stuff as there is there's a lot of opportunity as well and there's an opportunity for for us to carve out like our whatever our version of reality or health that we is that we think is best for us we can kind of despite despite all odds you know kind of carve that out for ourselves which I think is I mean historically pretty amazing because a lot of previous aspects of history that was not possible like we all were just basically serfs and peasants and that was it like so i mean it's 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 like it's a mixed bag
0: yeah it's um (laughs) it's it's better than certain time periods for sure in different ways you know
1: yeah i mean no no point in human history was ever perfect and i think the the world was always ending even 500 years ago people were like oh it's going to shit now like i know i
0: know (laughs) um i just watched a movie the other day that was from like 2012 or something but it was a true story about um uh in where were they in holland or no, where were they were in denmark they were in denmark it was about mm-hmm. denmark royalty and um it was called the royal Fair. i think it was really good okay. if, it's, it's in sub. i mean you have to read the subtitles but in some right. people can't deal with that um but uh yeah i mean they basically were the new queen that came in and then this doctor person i'm not explaining this very well anyways they they um they helped change all kinds of things in denmark for the better mm-hmm. for all of, for the right. you know there i mean it was just horrible there were it was they were more middle age like this is you know 18th century or whatever but they yeah. were way more in the dark ages than the rest of europe mm-hmm. and of course the elites were you know keeping it that way because they were profiting from it from keeping everybody as basically you know servants um yeah but anyways and they ended up dying for it but then The next generation was able to implement, you know, change, make change that actually stuck or whatever. But I don't know. And they and they said in in, they talked about it in the movie about how bad it's always been bad or something. I don't know. It's just always been bad in different ways. (laughs) Like,
1: yeah, (laughs) but it does give you a
0: perspective on like, okay, that was really bad. Like people are getting beheaded, getting their limbs chopped off. You know, I mean. And that's still happening in some places in the world, which is crazy to think about. And yeah, so, unfortunately, you know, um, American culture sucks, but it's kind of positive. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's like many things have succeeded in spite of our. We've, we've succeeded in many ways in spite of ourselves. Like, right. Yeah. Because I, I did a video um a few weeks ago, or maybe it was about a month ago, and it was I was called like the the one conspiracy that rules them all and uh believe it or not this video garnered a lot of hate and people were quite upset about it but basically my point was that like it was kind of tongue-in-cheek like a a little bit sarcastic but it was like basically stupidity and incompetence is like the vast majority overwhelming conspiracy of all of them and then I listed a few different historical events that came down to basically those things. And I think if we look at history, and so many different things that happened. A lot of it actually just comes down to those things. Like, obviously, yeah, there are sometimes people with a lot of power that want to manipulate things to get more power, of course. But I mean, if we really look at it, I feel like those things really trump a lot, I agree with that. a lot of else, a lot of other things. And the so people like, were
0: offended by this because they they felt like what you were tagging them. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like, I got people, to, oh, you're naive. You're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. And then a bunch of expletives and people posting like all these links to all these things. And I'm like, dude, you completely missed the point of it. Because I didn't deny anything. I was like, yeah, there's obviously people in power that want more power and want more control. No denying that. Like, that's just human nature.
0: Yeah, if it's always a, happened
1: exactly i mean if you have a billion dollars you probably want two. if you have two you probably they're never
0: going to be happy people are never happy with anything they have so you know
1: i've had a long-standing joke that basically we're all unhappy except for like a couple weeks per year when well like as relating to the weather it's like it's always too hot it's too cold it's too sunny it's too rainy but like those few weeks a year where it's like 75 perfect degree
0: everybody's like (gasps) oh (laughs)
1: That's <laughs> like... So like we're all upset and, and unhappy except for those like few weeks a year when it's like ah finally so I'm, it's just kind of i don't know it's it's easy to get sucked into the negativity especially over the last few years and i think having a wider perspective is useful um just to like maintain context and sanity but also too i mean obviously like having a good lifestyle and relationships and like basically parts of your life that remind you that oh yeah that's well, it's not so bad yeah exactly yeah. like oh this is this is the real world like this is my actual reality because mm-hmm. so much of the stuff that happens in the world if you weren't aware of it you would have no, no concept clue. of it and it would have no impact on you whatsoever i so mean i like, think that this
0: is why people back in the day did they maybe were overall happier because of that you know they weren't as connected which like Obviously, there's pros and cons to both, of course. Like, for sure, it's so nice being so global and being able to contact your friend, you know, in in Shanghai or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, but at the same time, knowing about all the atrocities, because obviously that's what they're, when you turn on the news or TV, I mean, of course, it's all the horrible things that are happening. They're not talking about all the good that's going on in the world because there is good stuff going on everywhere, you know, a ton, a lot. and yeah, and then you just get sucked into, I mean, I definitely have, have done that over the last few years and just getting sucked into all of like, oh my gosh, it's just going to hell in a handbasket. Like, what is yeah. going to happen, you know? You gotta yeah, I mean, back. it's
1: just, they. I don't know if it's on purpose or what, but it's just keeping people in fight or flight.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, it's definitely on purpose. What are you talking about? Just, well, I mean, because that's what ratings, I mean, they that's what they yeah. know, and they know that. I mean, whether they are doing it maliciously because they want people to you know i mean i'm sure there are some people because you of know course. divide and conquer kind of thing you know if you make everybody upset and angry right, then right. you know you're going to be able to control the masses and uh a...
1: yeah it reminds me of a story there's this lady that um i used to get a massage from she's she does thai thai body work really really good um but she's from thailand and she is so she moved to america i don't know maybe 10 or 12 years ago so she was saying like basically comparing and contrasting she, her and I have really good conversations talking about culture and American culture and differences. And cause a lot of her clients are quite affluent, quite wealthy, um, just cause of the neighborhood she works out of. So, you know, we talk about a lot of different things and she's like, look, people in Thailand literally can't afford to leave the country. Like they're absolutely beyond dirt poor, but she's like, but they're all, exponentially happier than any of these people that any of my clients she's like but these people over here are so like beyond wealthy like basically living like literal kings and queens
0: right
1: but they're just completely miserable like don't enjoy their life can't enjoy things they're unhealthy they're stressed all this kind of stuff uh so it's like it's quite fascinating to me but i think it to to your point of like People who were less connected were probably a bit happier. And honestly, um, I think there's a lot to be said for that, actually. Um, Because I mean, I have another friend who was kind of a mentor to me, and he's like a multi-billionaire. I think he has like two or three billion, I'm not sure. But basically he...
0: <laughs> What's the difference at that point, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah, at that point. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean... Uh...
1: But basically he's like, he's quite wealthy and he knows a lot of extremely wealthy, powerful people all over the world. And he, we, he and I would talk about it and he would just be like, yeah, I mean, like, most of these people are not happy. Basically, like, get it out of your head that you'll be happy exactly. when you have X, Y, and Z. It was like, because it's not really how that works. It was like, obviously, like, if you're intelligent, having more money is amazing because it can allow you to
0: Freedoms. have your time yeah, and yeah.
1: freedom exactly but also at a certain point it can be really a burden and it's like a certain level of wealth can really be a burden um so it's, it's quite it's quite so i just try to keep that in mind i remember when i first met this guy in like two thousand uh six maybe um he's like he was talking to me and he was like saying some stuff about how Because a friend of mine at that time, I just inherited like 50 grand or something. And like, you know, for college kids, you're thinking like, oh, my God, this guy's rich. And this guy was basically like 50 grand wouldn't even pay my bills for a month. He was like, I just spent 250 grand on a new roof for my house. And we're just like, (laughs) it's like,
0: what? what?
1: (laughs) He was like, yeah, just so you know, this is not a lot of money. Like, so You're like, I, Dang I mean, it.
0: <laughs> I was feeling good, I know.
1: I know. but it just, yeah. So just to, you know, to your point, I think, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of, the, a lot of the content I've done lately about health is actually more about trying to get people out of all of the stress and out of all of the reactivity um, because in some ways it is like a drug addiction, like emotions and, I, many aspects of our identity, it's literally a chemical addiction. And like fight or flight obviously secretes a predictable amount of chemicals. But there's just part of our identity, part of self that just always, it just kind of wants confirmation, it wants affirmation, it wants to just kind of do what we've already done. So it's like, if you're already really stressed, you're probably going to seek out events and circumstances to make you, to remind you and show you how you're stressed. And because And because we're all kind of always wanting to up the ante it's just going to get you're just going to get more and more and more and it's just kind of like raising the threshold as an example if you think about like horror movies or scary movies now versus like 10 20 30 years ago it's like insane like the yeah. amount the they're so awful is, now
0: they're so yeah. awful I used to yeah. love horror movies when I was like in high school or like yeah. a preteen or whatever. We would have slumber parties and like watch horror yeah, movies. exactly. They're so different now. I'm like, I would be so stressed out. Watch- I would have so much anxiety if I watched that crap right now, like at the new stuff. Yeah. But the younger yeah. generation, that's what they're used to, I guess. So they are used to that threshold.
1: Yeah. Or maybe, I, kind of, I guess. I, I don't know. No, I, I feel bad for them. I do.
0: I know. I feel really bad for them. Little... But
1: I, I think in some ways it's it's reflective in a lot of their ideologies and belief systems and the way they show up in the world. Because if you want to feel less alive and less human, overwhelm your nervous system. That's the number one easiest way to do it. Because basically you're just going to numb out. And and you're going to feel less alive, less connected to your environment, less connected to the people around you and again not to be conspiratorial but it's like (laughs) if you think about the way media is going the way like things are going that's that's what is that's the effect that it's having on people and then you notice coincidentally political extremes are massive was all this outrage and uproar about so it's like it all really goes hand in hand and i think unfortunately as of yet there's no real there's no real modality or way in our society for people to release that pressure from their nervous system, which is why people have these like crazy outrages and crazy, like emotional things. Cause it's like, or they have to like drink a bunch of alcohol or smoke a bunch of weed or do something to try to maintain some kind of homeostasis. Um, And that kind of just circles back to what I was saying earlier about Tai Chi and different internal arts is like, at least for me, I can, I can genuinely contact my nervous system and genuinely release and remove things from my nerves directly, which as someone who was like completely wound up and like stressed and had PTSD and all this kind of stuff, it's like amazing. So I kind of like, I hope we get more options for people to actually release that pressure from their nervous system so they can feel more alive, feel more connected, have natural sense of empathy for others and for other people and for themselves but the thing is like when you're wound up like that empathy and all those higher functions tend to get shut down like completely um so but you know fortunately there's things like reishi and a lot of other health modalities that can be helpful and useful for people
0: for sure and trying to you know like you know getting into internal arts or even yoga. I mean, speaking, yeah. I'm I'm going to have to cut it off in just a few minutes because I'm going oh, to yoga sure. and then a meditation awesome. and Reiki class. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, trying to give people some tools. Um, Absolutely. And, and just like a little bit of information. It's just kind of like, you know, just like how you started, just with a little bit of tidbit mm-hmm. of a little breadcrumb, you know, if you will. Exactly. Of some different ways to to help themselves, whether that's just starting to take reishi every day, or yeah. you know, going to a yoga class, or whatever it is, um, I think that could be a huge benefit for for helping our society. You know, I think it, I I've seen they've been doing they've done some studies with like meditation for mm. for kids, you know, in after school programs or whatever that are. Right that are uh, disruptive, I guess. And just, yeah. and also I also think they've been doing it in prisons and stuff and just seeing yep. the the huge benefits in that. And, and whenever the prisoners get released, if they've been through this, you know, program or whatever, the percentage of, uh you know, inmates that end up coming back is so much lower than yeah. it was like, it's just incredible. So. It's also yeah. I mean, awesome.
1: trying to find some way to, contact what's inside of you and have some awareness about it and not just be completely reacting to it all the time
0: zombies um, it's just everybody's yeah. a zombie kind of you well know. i mean
1: it's also just like the that's the effect of pain true like you have pain for long enough your body's natural mechanism is just tune it out just because it's a protective thing that we all kind of need so you know and you know there's times in my life where i thought like oh people are dumb the world sucks and i'm so pessimistic and whatever 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 And then I realized, you know, for a lot of it is just comes down to pain. Like people are in pain and they're overwhelmed and they're functioning from like really, 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 really low parts of their like reptilian brain. So then forget about anything beyond that. Forget about critical thinking. Forget about empathy. Forget about being able to think about a decision and and fast forward and see how that decision could affect things in the future. Like that's all out the window. Right. it's just re kind of reactivity and you know I've been there I've lived there um you know we're all human we've all had experiences yeah we all get stressed so it's like once I kind of looked at that I was, I was like oh yeah that's kind of you know even people in power to be honest uh <laughs> like I look at people in power a lot of times and they don't strike me as particularly intelligent they don't strike me as healthy um and like at least on a basic human level I kind of feel bad for them um at least for a little bit. And then I'm like getting mad about what they're doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that just shows that you do, you are an empathetic person. Cause I feel the same way. I'm like, I do. I mean, that uh, your life looks horrible, you know, like being in that position. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know.
1: It's that old, uh, the Faustian bargain or something like selling your soul to the devil, um, for like fame and fortune. And then you can see it in a lot of these people. Yeah. And um, I do
0: think I like a lot of times, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, politicians and you look at their records well a lot of them will have pretty shitty records from the beginning but then there's some that like started out and you genuinely think that they went into it for the right reasons and Mm. then you know it's just certain personalities will can certain people can stay strong with who they are you know in their soul and some people can't some people are more easily swayed by yeah you know the powers that be or their experiences or whatever whoever is around them I don't know that,
1: that actually reminds me of a, a thing that I made a video about recently on a deeper part of, of conspiracies and stuff. It was like posing the question to people like, imagine you were in a situation or environment where you had tons of power and wealth and control that could be gained, but you're actually isolated from uh, consequences. Mm. Like how many people under those circumstances would actually make different decisions than what? all the people that they're mad at and they're against have done because at the end of the day that's the world that these people are living in the vast majority yeah. of the time is i could gain all of this stuff it's unlikely anyone will know or no find one out, will and it's ever likely yeah
0: never yeah. get prosecuted ever if you do yeah. it'll get thrown out you know like yep. i know the judge or whatever <laughs> Like or i
1: have enough money that's to True. Throw or it.
0: you have enough money i mean yeah
1: so it's like it's easy what i realized is it's really easy to like take the moral high ground when like you have no skin in the game and there's no risk to you uh so it's like i just at least for me that's something i that it was useful to me to kind of like move out of some of the anger and the resentment and the frustration i also just see it more on like a human level because i'm like i don't know if someone was like here's 10 billion dollars all you have to do is this and be like hmm <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, no. I like to think I would not do that. <laughs>
1: I know. I mean, within reason, obviously. Um, well, but
0: I mean, yeah. I don't know. Did you ever watch House of Cards? I only watched like a little bit of it. But, you know, he they, they like murder people. They have people murdered. I mean, come on. You know, would you do that for $10 billion? Would you murder somebody who's innocent? I mean, if they were a bad, yeah. evil person.
1: Maybe- right. Yeah, but I mean, the, the really good show is also show how thin that line is between good and evil because like even like history i think i don't know if i've talked about this yet but it's in an upcoming video where all these historical events that were awful whether it's like Cultural revolution in china where like 100 million people died or like what happened in russia where tons of people died or cambodia where they killed over half of their population in like six years oh, all of these horrific things the people that were doing it were doing it for good reasons In their minds, hundred percent. Well, I mean, even uh, even what were their good
0: reasons? I mean, I mean, Hitler obviously thought that he was doing it for a good reason. I mean, he genuinely believed he was helping the planet. You know, I mean, but do we think that? I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Or at least, at least Germany. Um, but I mean, yeah, but I mean, in their mind, it's just it's the old cliche of like the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Just because, like, I'll have conversations with the people and they'll be like, oh, but they mean well, their heart's in the right place. I'm like, yeah, but so were all these other horrible things that happened in life. So it's not a great argument. Um, so I don't know. That's just kinda, kind of kind uh, of where my head's at these days, for yeah. better or worse.
0: <laughs> this, has been, this has been a great conversation. Honestly, we could keep going. But like I said, I got go to go to you. For sure. Yeah. But we'll have you back on for sure. I feel like we could. Oh. We could talk about all kinds of good topics. So,
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think, you know, we just barely touched on reishi and some of the herbs. I know. We'll have you back on so
0: we can talk about those. (laughs) (laughs) We just went on tangents. It's fine. That's why I said I like it to be organic. Wherever it goes, it goes. And so it was awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.
0: Okay. till next time, peace and plants. hope you enjoyed that episode I had such a great time chatting with him about so many different things be sure to go to hyperionherbs.com and if you would like to receive 10% off of your order use the code rhpodcast when you check out and until next time peace and plants